Hello, hello. Hey up, what's up, what's good? Que cosa sucede? Ni hao, privyets. Welcome to the Any Given Runway Show. I'm your host, Randall Carlton Green. Any Given Runway celebrates the exploration of new cultures by highlighting some of the most interesting, intellectual, and artistic people in the world. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. We have a wonderful, wonderful show for you today with just a spectacular guest. TV host, writer, producer, Darlie Newman joins the show. She was recognized in Forbes for her PBS Travel Empire, and she's been both behind and in front of the camera in diverse positions as producer, videographer, editor, director, writer, and host. She makes regular guest contributions with leading media and at live events, including the Smithsonian and New York Times Travel Show. She's a pioneer in emerging media and teams up with lifestyle brands as well as global nonprofits to reach both business and consumer audiences using immersive video and social media. She's been honored with six Daytime Emmy Award nominations for hosting, writing, directing, and producing. And she popularized a new genre of travel with equitrekking. Darlie has been profiled in the Washington Post, USA Today, Chicago Tribune, NPR, and has made live appearances on the Today Show and the Weather Channel. She is also an award-winning travel book author and has hosted segments for Ralph Lauren TV and international networks in the UK, Ireland, Japan, and France. Having led production teams in over 25 nations and 26 states, Darlie's filmmaking adventures include traversing one of the world's largest salt pans in Africa, free diving in South Korea, and exploring the World War I Red Zone by mountain bike in Northeast France. Some of her more harrowing adventures include the world's highest commercial bungee in Macau, the world's highest climbing wall in Reno, Nevada, and swimming with sharks in the Dubai Mall. Incredible. These have all been filmed by Darlie and profiled in leading media, as well as her TV series. She's a graduate of George Washington University in Washington, D.C., and has a B.A. in electronic media. With her impeccable resume, I was super thrilled to have her on the show. And on today's episode, she chats about the creation of equitrekking, and she describes the varying experiences she's had with horses around the world. Darlie also chats about the creation of new stories and how she comes up with her new ideas. Finally, Darlie shares with us that experience of swimming with sharks in the Dubai Mall. This was such a fun, fun conversation. I learned so much from Darlie, and I, I had so many, so many travel questions for her, and I wanted to just download all of her information and experiences that she's had around the world. This was a lot of fun. It was one of those interviews that once the official questions were over, we ended up chatting for a long time afterwards. She has a fantastic personality and just a reservoir of knowledge when it comes to travel and has endless stories to tell. Thrilled for everyone to meet her, so let's go ahead and bring on Travel Maven. Darlie Newman, and let's learn. Definitely excited to talk to you. The more I learn about you, I'm like, wow, she is just even cooler and cooler as I read. So, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> First of all, though, I, I won't talk about horses. You started riding at nine years old, and horses played a formidable role in your entire life. So, what were those early memories of being with horses? What do you remember about those days? So interesting. Yeah, I started when I was at summer camp in North Carolina, which is a great place to learn. Yeah, there's, a lot of people. I, yeah, yeah. And I love, I love like this camp experiences because I got to try some. I, I like took self defense when I was a kid, <laughs> like karate, and like you know did theater and got to go canoeing. I did riflery and archery. I mean, it was like I don't even know what was like we were what we were preparing for, but it was amazing. Um, but I love. I fell in love with horses then, and it was just. Um, awesome experience of being outdoors and I love animals. I've always loved all kinds of animals. So to be able to kind of have a journey and do something um, when you're exploring and you're with an animal that you can bond with, I think is an amazing opportunity and adventure that I hope everyone gets to try at one point. It's just funny because when you ask people if they've been riding before, they usually either have like a funny story (laughs) 
of like a horse they rode in Mexico that like ran them into the, into the woods or something, or they have um, an amazing story. So it's a mix, but I think you can go to a place where you can try it for the first time and have a good experience, like check out the place and be like, are the horses good? Are the people good? Then I think you're going to fall in love with it. Cause I, I certainly did. Yeah. Well, all those activities you were planning for the self-defense and all that, I think that just was a prelude to all the adventures you were going to do as an adult. What ways do you feel that horses have, have augmented your life and enhanced your life? Well, they've taken me around the world for mm-hmm. one. I mean, I, with my echo trekking show, I have literally gone riding in so many different places, Africa, the middle East, uh, South America, Hawaii, Canada. So really, and, and gotten off the beaten path and seen some beautiful natural areas that are hard to get to. I'm in, in Canada, I was up in Alberta and we were in this place called Kananaskis where you're in the mountains. I was riding with this cowboy and we were out all day. We went pretty far and we had a hailstorm. and he was telling me, he's like, you're just not going to see even other people up here. The only thing you might see is wild horses. And being in one of those areas is just, there's something super special about it. So horses have allowed me to really see the world and then share it with other people. Cause I've been filming these experiences, even if they're hard to film, like that is a hard place to get to with your film crew. <laughs> We had quite a funny journey going back and hailstorm, but um, with all of our stuff. But yeah, no, it's been an awesome ride, and I think it just has opened my eyes and allowed other people to see something that's different and cool as well. While riding horses in different countries, you're going to see a lot of different cultures how they handle horses, how some have them higher on a pedestal than others, and just the different ways they take care of them and the different types of horses. I know that I was recently in Africa and riding horses there it was just completely different than than here in the states. So what are some of the memories that stand out as far as just being unique experiences with horses? Well, I think it's so interesting because there are a lot of cultures that are still using horses as part of their daily life. Yeah. So in Turkey, I was in Cappadocia and a lot of people are riding around going from village to village or using horses still for transportation. And that's great. I think it's fascinating and so interesting. Um, in Jordan in the desert, a really great way to get around is to ride a horse, ride an Arabian horse. Mm-hmm. So um, it's funny that with all of our technology, still some of the best things that you can do would be the kind of throwback experiences that um, they are, they, we started doing these things and riding horses and going around and exploring for a reason. And you see that still when you travel and go to different places. So like your Africa experience, uh, you know, I had the Africa experience too, and it just was fascinating. And I rode in the Okavango Delta, Makata Cuddy Pans to places that there were no trails. So you wouldn't have been able to drive a car. Maybe you could have gone over in a helicopter, but that's not a very intimate experience as far as trying to see wildlife and trying to get a handle on the terrain and be, you know, quieter observer. So I thought that it was an amazing way to see wildlife and, and do something different as well. That's such a great point how some cultures, horse is still prominent in everyday life. And I that was one experience in Cairo where traffic is at a complete standstill on the freeway. You're like, why is traffic on the freeway stopped? And you realize it's a horse-drawn cart. You made the most of your time, definitely by many means at George Washington University, from creating your own minor, which is fantastic, to your study abroad program, Florence. So what are the first memories that pop up when you think back at your time at George Washington? Oh my gosh, I loved going to GW, actually. It was a perfect place for me to go. I was deciding between NYU and GW, so I wanted to go to a city school. I was like, I need to go to a city. Yeah. And I ended up, and I, I live in New York now, so I've gotten to experience that as well. So I think it was a great um, pick for me because... Again, I was able to have uh, so many different adventures and experiences while I was studying because I worked throughout my college experience. I worked at a radio station. I did some PR. 
you know, I had like real jobs going on. <laughs> like I was like working. <laughs> um, but it was great. I mean, it really prepared me to graduate and to go on to the real world. Um, so I think uh, for me, GW was really the best of, of an education where I got a good education and I got a real world life experience on the job. So I thought that for me, it was a huge benefit. When you travel and you tell people you're from D.C., what do they know about D.C.? Because I asked that because when I was in Egypt and I would say, oh, I'm from Arizona where the Grand Canyon is. And there were quite a few people who said, what's the Grand Canyon? And I was like, huh. no, the Grand Canyon? Like I was blown away. So there are there things like that you've encountered? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, people usually know D.C., you know. Yeah. But um, but I mean, it's just well, also, I'm, I grew up in South Carolina. So sometimes they'll say South Carolina and sometimes people know South Carolina, just the name of it or they know the, like Southern. We, I feel like we, we know so little about everywhere, you know, like we know, even if uh, those of us who try to learn more, there's so much you could learn and know. Um, but I'm always, I'm always just surprised by, well, I'm always just surprised by what I see and experience and didn't know when I'm traveling. But yeah, people for DC, people usually just know it as the nation's capital. But I think DC is surprising because people are kind of spread out everywhere in DC. Like they're living in Maryland, Virginia, DC. It's kind of like a, whoosh. yeah. That surprises a lot of people. Your writing career is incredibly extensive and I think expansive across different topics. Over time, is it harder to come up with new ideas that you're interested in writing about or is it easy? You know, the hard part is finding the time because I have so many ideas okay. in general. Okay. Yeah, I know about for writing. Oh my gosh, I have so many things I want to write right now. Um, and it's, it's in pandemic, it's gotten, it's been, been busy during the pandemic because I've tried to branch out and take my content and do different things with it, things I've already shot or done. And that's been fun. But then, yeah, no, I feel like they're, I'm, I'm the type of curious person. That's why I do what I do because I love to tell stories and travel and meet new people. I mean, I didn't want to sit in inside behind a desk. I was like, I need to be out seeing the world. This is my one life to live. I'm going to do it right. And um, for me, that was what I wanted to do. But I find that there's no, I don't know if I'll ever not be able to write have a topic for writing because there's so many things to, to cover and and even even just talking to other people as you know is fascinating and writing their stories so yeah there's so many great stories out there that's what i figured for you so i'm curious when you're thinking of answers creating answers i'm sure you've probably even come up with an answer driving down the road or at supermarket so is it just a list on the phone you just add to the list of these are topics to write about do you have a file for that I do. I keep notes in my okay. phone. Yeah. Actually, I have like an area of notes and I'm always adding and I put ideas down and I have ideas going in different places and I have a list of to do's that, yeah. you know, is ever growing. And I, I just try to, and I come up with different ideas to things I want to do. And then they kind of, sometimes I'll sit there for a while and then I'll get to them eventually. Um, but yeah, no, I, and, and different experiences lead to different ideas. So you know, all these different um, adventure activities I've done over the past few years and just maybe want to do more, but then also it's fun to go back and write about those. So definitely new. I, new, I um, agree. <laughs> Are there other travel writers or travel producers that have inspired your journeys? I know for me, Anthony Bourdain probably was one of the main reasons that I enjoy what I enjoy was because of him. Who are the ones that inspire you? Well, yeah, I definitely watched tons of Bourdain, maybe all of them, um, back in the day. Um, I used to watch Globe Trucker when that was on uh, PBS as well. And but a lot of the writers have inspired me. I read I've read all the books by uh, Bill Bryson. He's just funny, really funny. 
commentary on different places. And then Peter Mao, who wrote a lot about France, his books, I, he did like a year in Provence and some other different books that were bestsellers and just, again, give you a window into a different place. So those have been inspiring to me to just see how other people paint a picture of an area and describe it and then their experiences there. So those are about, uh, probably maybe, maybe more writers than um, some, some of the travel shows. So I'm watching the new Stanley Tucci. I've just seen the first episode and thought it was great on CNN. Thought it was really great. So yeah. I'm excited to see that and more of Italy. You talked a little bit about equitrekking, but can you tell me more about it? What was the premise of the show and what inspired its creation? So, so funny. I mean, I, I started Equitrekking as a website and started writing about Equitrekking, which is it's the premise is that you go horseback riding in different places to experience food and culture and history. And the word is a word I actually created and trademarked because it wasn't a word that was in use. So I made it up like Equa, horse and trekking, mm -hmm. getting out into and hiking and seeing nature, but you're on a horse. Um, so that's the premise of the series. And it's funny because because it was an offbeat idea for to do for a TV show, me going horseback riding in different places. And I think people thought it was specific. They're like, oh, but only people that like horses will like that. Yeah. And I was like, no, because I'm going to be talking to locals and we're going to be seeing beautiful places and experiencing villages and nature and, you know, places you haven't seen before. So that was the premise. And it, it's um, actually still broadcasting on PBS and different networks. And has been on for over a decade at this point. Um, and from that show, I started another show, Travels with Darley, which I'm currently doing now, which we've done 45 half hours. So it's not, it's um, been around for a bit too. And that's, again, traveling with locals and, and getting that authentic experience that people that love to travel, that's what they, the, once you travel a little bit, you're like, oh, I really want to do this and this is more authentic. So that's what I try, try to do with the series. It's funny how that works. The more you travel and the more you realize the fewer places you've been that you actually haven't been anywhere. That's kind of weird how that works. It is weird. There's so many places. I know. Yes, there's too many, but just enough that you can't get everywhere in one <laughs> lifetime. <laughs> we need to you, be reincarnated. Yeah, you want, you've won several Emmy Awards through your productions. Is there one award that you're most proud of? I mean, the Emmy's pretty good. That it's pretty crazy to even get nominated for that, especially because it's, you know, me and a small, small team, you know, I'm not, I'm not a universal pictures, you know, Ellen DeGeneres team. It's just like three or four of us traveling around and doing a show and in a very grassroots way. So it's been a huge accomplishment to be recognized among other big shows that are out there. Um, it's been amazing. And I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. And then I've been recognized for being like a female entrepreneur for in different ways. And I, I'm, I'm proud of that too, because my parents were both entrepreneurs. They started their own businesses and they inspired me. Um, and they were always evolving. My mom did so many different businesses. I remember as a kid, you know, she had a real estate business at one point and then she had a telephone business, company business. And then she was on the radio and I was like, what's she doing next? Mm -hmm. But um, for me, that was cool because I saw an evolution and I saw that you don't necessarily have to do one thing in your life, but if you do pick up one thing, you can evolve it in different ways as well. Your travels are often adventurous, and, and to say that is probably an understatement because you definitely do not shy away from doing things that are thrilling. And one thing that caught me eye was swimming with sharks in Dubai, not just in Dubai, but in the Dubai Mall. And, and having been there, I always love to say, hey, at least I've been skiing in the Dubai Mall, but you've won up, you've swam with sharks in the Dubai Mall. So what was that experience like? 
Okay. So first of all, very cool that you did the skiing. Cause I, yeah, I did that too. I thought that was so quirky and fun. Isn't it wild? Uh, like I tell people, it's like, yeah, you go to the food court, you take a left and it's a ski facility. It's wonderful. I know. And they have a chairlift too. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. there, are birds, there were birds flying around when I was in there. I was like, wow. yeah. So I, I mean, this was kind of a different experience too. You can get into kind of a, ca- a cage basically and get lowered down and they give you a diving bell hat for your air. I mean, I've done scuba diving before, so I would have rather had the regular apparatus for breathing yeah. because this is like you're, you basically have a fishbowl around fishbowl over your head and there's air getting pumped into it. So you, but there's water coming under you, like, like around your neck, like okay. the water is there. So if you were to like, really like tilt your head or body um, or jerk in a certain way, you could actually like disrupt this helmet and have water come in and then you would be drowning. Yeah. <laughs> so I was a little freaked out about that. They lower you down um, in this cage and then um, they're feeding the sharks around you in this, in, the, in one of the world's largest aquariums in, in the Dubai mall. Um, and people in the mall are looking at you while you're in this water situation with these sharks around you and they're waving and stuff. And I filmed it with a 360 camera. I had permission to bring my camera down and was holding it. And a big fish came down and like literally tried to grab it out of my hand and totally wrecked the underwater housing I had because this, the, the teeth like charred into it. But it was a wild experience and definitely something, I don't know. I always say yes to those things, Perfect. you know, I think. I'm just going to try it. Like, let's see how it is. And it hasn't led me astray yet. <laughs> so I just continue to say yes. <laughs> did you embark on any other adventure of Dubai's opulence while you were there? I did. I mean, the markets are so amazing. The the gold and the jewelry. There's so much wealth in those markets. Just walking around and seeing what you can buy. I tried on um, jewelry in the back of one store and it was probably had like hundreds of thousands of dollars of jewels on, which, you know, I wouldn't normally wear that. Yeah. <laughs> that was kind of fun, but just everything is so much bigger there as you probably experienced too in the skyscrapers. And, um, it's, it's pretty out of this world. It's really a really interesting place. I think to experience on your travels. It is. I remember walking on the beach and getting passed by a camel, but then moments later getting passed by a skydiver who just recently returned to earth. So that was the juxtaposition that you're having of that on your travels. I know you've done a lot of amazing things, but what is the food that stands out that you're still thinking about that you're like, I will travel back to this city, this location purely to eat this? Well, so one of them, just because we were on Dubai, I had a really good falafel and it's called Dara, Daria. Okay. It's this neighborhood. It's like an old school Dubai neighborhood. Um, it's where real people were living before they built all these skyscrapers. And we just went to a small shop and had just the best falafel I've ever had. And I've had a lot of falafel. I mean, it was it was so um, moist and tasty and amazing, amazing. So I would definitely go back to that. But one of my favorite things to eat in general is hot pot. Um, so in Hong Kong, I had an awesome, I, I've had an awesome hot pot every time I've gone there and also in unlikely areas. And one I had it at a hotel restaurant, um, but a, not a, like a five-star nice hotel, just a random hotel my guide knew about. And he was like, let's go to this, my, the place I like to go have hot pot. So we went in and I don't even think there was like a sign for this hotel and you go to the second floor and it was a small restaurant where they just had amazing, amazing hot pot. Uh, so I, yeah, I would go back for that in a second and dim some there. I just, it's out of this world. Fantastic. Over the last year, obviously very difficult, especially for someone who loves travel as much as you. What do you think is the number one thing you've learned 
So I've learned how important it is to be a good writer because I've fallen back on my writing skills during this time because I have not been able to travel and film. Um, so that's been important. But, you know, I've really, I've, I've really valued all the travel I've gotten to do up to this point. And I thought about it and I was like, wow, I'm so glad I did take all this time to travel. Um, you know, I, I'm glad I did that because I don't know where the world is going. I mean, none of us do. We don't know what's coming next. So I'm glad that I've been able to have all these experiences and hope things open up and it's, you know, the same again. I'm hearing that we might have a lifetime of different pandemics coming down the line, unfortunately. So I'm, I'm glad that I've gotten to see so many things because I think that makes you a better person. And the more we travel and learn about each other and whether you watch it through a TV show like mine or you get to go, the best is to get out and experience it yourself. Um, it really does change your life. As you know, like when you're traveling somewhere, yes, and you meet someone and you randomly get to talk to them and you understand their life a little better. It just makes us better people and more interesting. Very well said. And makes me curious on one more aspect of traveling. What do you appreciate most about the uncertainty that comes with traveling, not knowing what's past that horizon? What do you appreciate most about that? You know, again, it's all an adventure and it's the way you look at it. I appreciate that you can be the type of person that will look at it and say, oh, you know, I need to have it all planned out. I don't want to know what's around the corner because it could be bad. Or you can say, but it could be amazing and mm -hmm. it could be bad and it could be bad in a good way because it's a different experience. It could so, be some amazing hot pot. It could, yeah, you could be. I mean, I've been to Seville, Spain a couple of times and I love that city. And I love walking around and getting lost there and not knowing where I am and then just finding a local place to try some tapas and have some sangria. I think it's a great experience. And that uncertainty is great because it's spontaneous and fun and interesting. And I mean, travel, I've definitely had good and bad travel experiences, but I would say like, uh, there's nothing I would go back and change because they've all, I've learned something from all of them and that I think is worthwhile. Wonderful answer. So what's next for you? What, uh, and I guess in a utopic situation with everything potentially opening up, what is next for you? What are your plans, projects, goals? Yeah. Well, I'm going to start filming again early summer. So I've got stuff in the States on my agenda. So I'm, I'm going to travel out in the U.S. and do some more filming, which I'm really excited about because I've not, this is the most that I've not traveled in my entire life during this pandemic. Um, which has been stifling. <laughs> so I can't wait to get back out there. And I really hope um, to get international by the fall, at least I'm hoping, or maybe, maybe late summer. Um, Cause I'd love to go back to France. I'd love to go back to Korea and some other places that I've been that I want to film more and share more stories about. Um, so that's next and probably more writing projects because I, I do love to write. And that's one thing I've gotten to do more of during the pandemic and realize that I really enjoy it a lot and just writing stuff down and, and thinking in a different way and sharing things in a different way is, is really great. How can people stay up to date and how can people follow your life? My main hub is um, darlingnewman.com. It's darling-newman.com where you, I mean, I put videos there and travel articles and blogs and information, itineraries for trips. So lots of good stuff there. And then I'm at Darling Newman on social and also travels with Darlie. So I'm constantly, I'm a prolific poster now. So you can find me a lot of times in New York Central Park right now, but hopefully some other places coming up too. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. And I'm glad we connected in general. Well, I know we'll chat again. But other than that, just thank you so much for today. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, let's talk again. That'd be great. Bye. See you later. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Wasn't she fantastic? Wow. Be sure to check out her website at darlycnewman.com. Lots of amazing content there for you to check out. Be sure to give her a follow on Instagram at darlynewman. My new book, Curiosity, is currently available on Amazon. Curiosity celebrates the knowledge that strangers have to offer. Everyone has unique expertise and endless wisdom awaits the perpetually curious. Featuring 200 episodes from the Any Given Runway Show, Curiosity explores the diverse lives of athletes, adventurers, and performers. From daring voyages across the Atlantic to unforgettable performances in the West End, Curiosity celebrates the sophisticated thing we call life. Everyone has a story. Each person is a scholar. Thank you for listening. Fill up that passport. I'll see you on the road. Aviento. Aviento.